0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode six of the Subcockles of Reddit, your one-stop station for online vindication for all of your trials and tribulations. I'm your host, The Buck, and this is my co-host, The Raz. And, uh, you know, we've got kind of a mixed bag of stories for you today. We're going to be covering a couple of different subreddits, a couple of, you know, Couple from Am I the Asshole? Pro Revenge? Actually, no. Am I the asshole's not on here. I think it's Pro Revenge, Malicious Compliance, and one of Doctor Raz's favorites, Relationship
1: Advice. Yeah, I like relationship oh, yeah. advice, but I also am a very big fan of Am I the Asshole?
0: Well, yeah, so am I. It's I just want to I want to change it up, and I want to give you the opportunity to give sage advice. And uh, I'll tell you what I, you know. Relationship advice isn't isn't like the meat and potatoes of this episode, but it is the uh, the showstopper, I, I guess yeah, I would say. And the,
1: I, I I did glance at the stories that you picked, and there's one. And if it's not the last story, it, you uh, you have committed a crime, sir.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like we'll see, we'll see um, if my if my lineup of uh, pleases the uh, the grand raz. But uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, everybody's had themselves a pretty good and uh, and non-eventful week, and uh, and you know, we can just kind of dive right into this. So our first story comes to us from user Immortal Heaven, and from Pro Revenge is the subreddit we're going to be featuring here today, and it is manager insists I do my job properly. Happily, uh, happy to comply, sir. Preface in early 2020. I was hund- hired under the title assistant manager at a local automotive shop. We mainly sold tires and that's tires spelled with a Y. So this <laughs> man is in the U- Well, it's, it, he's in the UK and he's, oh, wait, tires is that, is that
1: legit? How it's spelled in the UK?
0: I have no idea. I just, you know, the man, the man put, T-I-R-E-S in quotes if you're American.
1: No shit. So, okay.
0: you know, whatever. So we mainly sold tires and, I, and alloy wheels for passenger vehicles. The company owned several stores. I reported directly to my manager, who then reported to the owner and the company. Shortly after I was hired, I noticed the behavior of the manager was far from professional. He would constantly mock and berate me for being the new guy. I believe part of this was jealousy and insecurity on his part as I ended up recording more sales under my name within the first few months. He would also knock off work early and start drinking beer whilst the rest of us continued to work. I remember when he found out that I participated in MMA training sessions after work, he tried to goad me into a fight for his own amusement. Clearly this guy didn't like me and I was starting to get the feeling that he was trying to get me to snap or lose my cool. And as a result, my employment, I became even more certain of that with what happened next. So during the next few months that I had worked there, I had noticed that our takings for the day and sales records did not match. I would often spend half an hour to an hour after work trying to figure out where the errors were coming from. Whilst the manager would simply throw his hands in the air and exclaim that he had no idea how this was happening, the recurring issue seemed to be that our cash takings had been recorded incorrectly. There would sometimes be an excess amount of cash that didn't match up, or what was recorded on our sales and inventory, sales and invoicing software didn't match either. Other times, there would be less. I was at the time an accounting student studying. Towards my bachelor's degree I was already suspicious of the cash being up uh, uh, Suspicious of the cash being out each day However, given how the manager had been treating me up until this point I was concerned that any complaint would somehow be twisted And used against me And boy, was I right Yeah, right Several weeks later, my manager took some time off During this time, I managed a personal record in store sales and also noticed something interesting. The cash was never out at the end of each shift. I reported this directly to the owner of the company. Given I was acting manager during the time my manager was away, I was expected to report to the owner every day and explain what had been occurring whilst the manager was there. In all honesty, I was hopeful that the owner would be having a word with the manager about the discrepancies. However, I was also very weary as I believed that once the owner spoke out to my manager, that the manager would immediately know it was me who reported this. When the manager returned to work, he immediately approached me with a disgruntled look on his face. I've spoken with the owner. You tried to blame me for the discrepancies. You should focus on doing your job properly, then this wouldn't happen. <laughs> I was quite taken aback by how angry he was though. I wasn't surprised that he twisted it and tried to place the blame on me. Given his reaction, I'm even more suspicious at this point. He wants me to do my job properly, eh? Malicious client uh, compliance ensues. That same week, I got to work. I started paying attention to what customers were paying when they were dealing with my manager. Behind his back, I began examining all of his sale transactions and invoices. Invoices was a fine comb. As the days rolled by, I started to find evidence of his dishonesty when it came to a few cash sales. My manager was doing the following. And this is an example. would tell the customer the price is $200 if he pays cash. He would discount the price by $50 bucks in the sales and invoicing software and then he would put the extra 50 bucks in his pocket. So, you know, pretty elaborate scheme there. I'd say he's a little far off from Lex Luthor, but you know, (laughs) you know, whatever. So basically this guy's been like, you know, taken off the top. So for the ending, I took screenshots of the discounts he had been giving uh, on the sales and sent them to the business owner along with a report. A report with a detailed description of my findings. The report also showed that on all days he wasn't there for the cash count, there was no variance. When he was there, well, the owner was infuriated. This man had been trusted, a trusted employee for years. The owner was so infuriated that, in fact, he ordered my manager to do a mandatory drug test, the pee in the cup style, On the same day he found out and no surprise he failed he failed turns out the man yeah turns out the manager had quite the meth habit this was most likely his sole motive for stealing cash you think and the owner was beside himself we operate machinery every day in this store and and so he thought of the manager walking around high as a kite wouldn't sit well with any health and safety professionals In fact, it could have landed the owner in serious legal trouble if any legal accident or injury occurred under this manager's watch. The manager was terminated immediately for violation of his contract and was later taken to court by the owner in an attempt to recover the stolen funds. safe to say I was promoted to store manager position shortly after this termination. (laughs) So, now, we'll go down here to user long writer nintendo zero and uh he asks you know you were promoted right after you left good you can do his job properly ranch goddess 2016 says now that's how you do it great job i can't imagine how long it took you to recover from this idiot running th- things i mean and that seems to be the general consensus from uh from you know uh the the, uh, the commenters here. Yeah. yeah uh, man, the, what, what do you, uh, what, what, what's your take on this, man?
1: Well, so uh, years ago, I used to work for a company and people would ask me what I did for a living. And I would tell them that I'm a professional shoplifter. That's what I did. Uh, I would go into stores and, and shoplift for three days and then teach them how I did it. But one of the other things I did for that company, which was harder to explain to people was I would go and get hired by a store of some kind. And the only people that knew who we were were the regional managers. So even the store managers didn't know who we were. So we would go in, get hired, and we would work uh, whatever job we could get. And during that time, it was like six to nine weeks, we would ferret out who was stealing from the company. We'd start just by being your model employee. Then after a few weeks, we would start stealing in front of people to see if anybody would report us. And and then we'd start you know, just trying to get, into these elaborate things. And you know, one of the biggest things that I found out was there was one store where every time they did an inventory, they were like the most shrink heavy store, which means that their product was disappearing. Uh, and, And we found two things. One, all the cashiers knew how to switch the register over into training mode. So they would switch it in the training mode. Uh, scan items for somebody or themselves, so they would print a receipt and it looked like a legitimate receipt. And then they'd switch it back to regular, you know, uh, operations mode, and it didn't mess with the, the the money count at the end of the day. But yet they'd have a receipt saying they paid for something, so they would get these receipts, go into the break room, and, and you know, eat lunch or whatever on the on the store's dime. But you know that that, that was, uh, and, and the, when you look at the actual numbers of things they were missing, that was minute. What ended up actually happening was this... uh, It was a grocery store, by the way. Um, I got transferred into the night Stockman... To a Stockman position, but they wouldn't let me work on Wednesday nights. And I could not figure it out why. They'd have me work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. But they would not let me work Wednesday. Well, finally, I stole some stuff in front of somebody. And... um, everything kind of the stars aligned and I got put on Wednesday night one time and I found out what it was on Wednesday nights there was a certain set of stockmen and they would line their cars up behind the store and they would do their grocery shopping they'd fill their carts up, walk out fill their cars up and then they'd go about their their duties Uh, they they were robbing this store blind of thousands a week just for these five guys um, we ended up firing almost the entire staff of that store. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but you know that store actually never actually recovered. Uh, once they figured out all the stuff that was going on, uh, the manager uh, obviously got replaced because he didn't pick up on this. Uh, most of the staff had to be fired. There was two of these stores in the same town, so they had to like pull staff from the other store to run it, and you know it it. it It still exists to this day. They did a complete remodel. They shut it down for a better part of a year. Uh, And it's back in business now, but there's not a single staff member that was there from when I came through.
0: (laughs) You know, good good help can be pretty hard to fucking find, man.
1: It it really can. And everyone likes to make the comment that, well, if you paid them better, they wouldn't do this. No, they'd still do this. Um, No, they'd still do that. I agree. A lot of people should be paid better than they are, but... Um, a shitbag is always going to shitbag.
0: I mean, you know, it. I can see how some people who just don't know how disgusting a human being can actually stoop the being would believe that if we just paid somebody better, that it would solve the problem. But the, the, the guy in this story that OP's talking about is like his manager. You know, you'd figure that the actual store manager would be getting paid at least something decent. Yeah. But, you know, the second you put math, uh, meth into the algorithm, everything gets fucked up. Everything gets fucked up. And that's that's really what happened here. And that's really what, like, like, I can't say for certain, but based on the way that the article's written, that seems to be the motive for him stealing money out of the uh, guy's out of the guy's business it's just disgusting and uh and I'm kind of glad that he got caught I wish he would have went and you know got the hammer thrown at him but I don't know how it works in the UK
1: yeah I'm not sure
0: you know but either way speaking of foreign places and foreign spaces our next story comes to us from malicious compliance user proud reading 3316 malicious compliance immigration law edition <laughs> yes now this story also comes to us from the uk so um this is their immigration law not ours here in the united states just for clarification
1: just for clarification
0: and uh, this is a tale of all about how my life got flipped turned upside down i'm kidding this is a tale of how I maliciously complied my client into a much better visa route after the home office refused her first application.
1: Go on.
0: Hmm. I'm an immigration lawyer in the UK. And if you don't know anything about our immigration system, it's just a mess. That, real, real quick, I'm glad to hear that somebody from a country that is not the usa claims that their immigration process is also a mess i think i no longer feel
1: i think it's any country dude
0: (laughs) it doesn't matter yeah but you know what i mean like i've always supposed that but now i'm actually seeing it in print i'm like okay all right empirical evidence does not lie we're not the only fucked up immigration country but i digress I'm an immigration lawyer in the UK, and if you don't know anything about our immigration system, it's just a mess. The rules are tough, often cruel, very complex, and there's very little flexibility. It doesn't matter how sympathetic someone's circumstances are. If you don't meet all the rules, you're not coming in, even if it's to join your family. Even if you're an elderly person who just wants to spend their final years with their British children, especially if you're an elderly person who just wants to spend their final years with their British children. Enter Doris, not her real name. Doris is a 93-year-old Australian citizen who lives alone in a nursing home. All her children are in the UK. Doris had a modest wish, to move in with her daughters in the UK and spend her twilight years with her family. She was in pretty good health, but her continuing isolation led to anxiety and depression especially after she was the victim of a robbery. So Doris did what she thought was the right way of going about it. She applied to move to the UK as an adult dependent relative. What she did not know was that this route had almost impossible requirements. So tough that only about 5% of these applications are actually granted outright and a further 5% succeed on appeal. So the odds are pretty terrible and you don't get the £32.50 application fee returned to you if it's refused. Alongside the financial and relationship requirements, she had to show that she required continuous care with everyday tasks like dressing and cooking for herself, and that this care is not available in Australia. She could meet neither of these rules, and her application was refused. The refusal letter made a point of emphasizing her excellent health. That's important for later, as evidenced by the later letter she included from her doctor, completely ignoring the parts about her anxiety and depression. This is when she approached my firm for help. Now, appealing this decision would have been a waste of time. She clearly didn't need a constant care with everyday tasks, and any care that she might have needed could be found in Australia. But after speaking with Doris, we realized something. Not only was she a Commonwealth citizen, as a citizen of Australia, but both her and her grandparents, or excuse me, but both of her grandparents were born in the UK, so we hatched a plan. The plan. What Doris didn't know is that there's another visa she might be eligible for, UK ancestry. To meet the requirements, she had to be a Commonwealth citizen and have at least one grandparent born in the UK. Done and done. However, this was technically a work visa, so she had to intend to work in the UK, and she was very much retired. The thing about the UK ancestry route is that the Commonwealth citizenship UK-born parent requirements mean that overwhelmingly the people who qualify for this route are white. And because our immigration system is somewhat racist, that means that many aspects of this visa are very generous or even lax compared to the others. You get a five-year visa straight away instead of having a 2.5-year one. And that uh, that has to be renewed at extortionate prices before you can qualify for permanent residence. Even the application fee is lower for the other categories. Crucially, when it comes to the work aspect, you don't need to be sponsored by an employer. You don't need to work a certain number of hours. The work can be on and off, and even volunteering counts as work. This will also be important later. The malicious compliance. You say Doris is in such great health and that she doesn't qualify for an adult dependent relative visa? Okay, cool. She'll apply for a work visa then. Since the work could be volunteering, she reached out to a community center in the UK and offered to volunteer at a lunch service they provided for the elderly. The center was thrilled to have a new volunteer and wrote her a letter confirming this. After preparing all the other documents, including uh, some going as far back as the 19th century, like her grandparents' birth certificates, we were almost ready to go. All that remained was our covering letter. After outlining how she met all of the requirements, I couldn't resist quoting from her previous refusal letter about her excellent health and explaining that given that Doris would now be working in the UK, I also provided the details of the few hours a week she be volunteering at the community center and reminded them that their own guidance says they cannot discriminate by age. Her visa was granted and she has now joined her family in the UK as she wanted all along. All she has to do is apply for permanent residence in five years time and volunteer to work a few hours a week. It's worth pointing out that the reason adult dependent relative rules are so stringent is because in 2012, the Home Office decided that it's costing the country too much money to allow elderly parents to settle here as they were considered a drain on the NHS, our universal healthcare system, that is free at the point of use. So the rules are changing to make it almost impossible for them to move to the UK. This is despite the fact that prior to the rule change, only about 2,000 people used this route to move to the UK. But there was nothing they could do to stop this 93-year-old in excellent health joining her family here on this work visa eh. speedy the undead hittite says very good work she can also apply for a uk citizenship and stay permanently thanks to her grandparents get this done she won't have to worry about uh the next five years
1: but well, she's 93 i think five I, years is pretty <laughs> you don't really have to worry a whole hell of a lot let's just be honest um, i mean
0: at that point in time, it's six in one hand and half dozen in the other. Five years for her, for her lifestyle that that is a permanent visa.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I mean, uh, maybe permanent might not be the best. We can call it her final, like that's her last ticket.
1: Yeah, well, and, you know, and, but you know, the two play devil's advocate a little bit. They're they're demonizing the the British government for trying to protect their healthcare system. They do have a universal healthcare. They, they they like they said the NHS. And you know, for people coming from other countries that don't have that healthcare system coming there because oh, I can go there and get free healthcare. That actually was a problem for them. And you know, it's it's not it, it can be a financial drain and if they're trying to keep that universal healthcare system for their entire populace, you know, you can't really be offering it to people from other countries on a regular basis. <laughs> So I, I can see why they why they were going that route, um, and, and you know they're they're the the OP acting like it's uh, some uh, big discriminatory discriminatory thing. It's like there's only so much money, you know. I've worked in government, and everyone thinks oh, just you know when you get a government contract, it's you know something that would I, I would bid out fifty thousand government's going to pay two hundred thousand for it it's just everyone you always overcharge on government contracts there's always more money from the government but where's that money come from it comes from my pocket it comes from your pocket uh, so it, it, just trying the the government isn't an, like an, an, an a never ending bottomless piggy bank so there there are things they have to do to mitigate costs. I understand that um it, it's I don't i I'm glad she's going to be with her family. I really am uh, but you know don't don't villainize the the bureaucracy for doing what bureaucracy is intended to do.
0: Now, you know i can't I can't argue with your logic on that one, but the reason why I kind of feel like this 93 year old woman case really deserved to be talked about is because she's a Commonwealth citizen. It would be like telling a Puerto Rican that they can't come to America. I mean, like I don't, I, I don't believe that. If you're going to call somebody a protectorate of your country, then
1: uh, if they want to come. The, it, the, like, the relationship between no no. no, no, the relationship between Australia and the United Kingdom is very different than the relationship between the UK. i mean, sorry, than the United States and and Puerto Rico. Um,
0: it is as true as that is. It's the only comparison I have. Yeah, it's probably okay. So, so I mean, like you know, I I think that the personally, I think that the stance of we're not letting anybody else in because we have to take care of our own people is is you know it's it's a very harsh, but very, you know, responsible, you know, kind of kind of outlook on that and and i would agree with that outlook if somebody were like if if this were say somebody from the united states trying to move over there with their with their in-laws or their their uk born children and then the british government having a, a problem with that the uk has nothing to do with the us other than the fact that they share a planet the uk and australia they have they they have a little bit more skin in the game with each other in the UK and the US.
1: So the relationship between the UK and Australia is UK like Canada uh, recognizes the monarchy as as the monarchy. Uh, the Queen of England, uh, Wales, and, and Northern Scotland is um, or Northern Ireland rather, sorry, Scotland and Northern Ireland is also okay. the Queen of Canada and Australia. Other than that, though, there is, like, British Parliament has no say over Australia or Canada. Uh, they simply recognize the Queen. That's that's it. Uh, the, the governments are two entirely separate entities. They don't have any any crossover. They're just very friendly with one another. That's it. Whereas the, the relationship between the United States and Puerto Rico is, for years and years and years, uh, Puerto Rico... Uh, would vote every couple of years on becoming the 51st state and they'd always vote it down because it just made more financial sense to stay independent. Uh, now, the last time the vote came up, Puerto Rico voted to become a state and the United States uh, Congress said no because <laughs> they didn't want the financial burden that Puerto Rico would have brought along. So uh, there is a it, it is a much different relationship. But I I see. Well, of course. But at the same time, if you go back far, if you go back far enough, yes, Australia was a British colony, but so were we.
0: (laughs) Either way, um, you know, you look at you. I don't know if it still looks like this today, but you know, you like a Canadian passport, and you know, an Australian passport. It used to cover. Like the UK as well. Like you used to, it used to be your ghetto pass to get into the into the UK. Like you'd be able to get in, you know. It was your it was your Wonka ticket in effect. You know, it, a
1: lot of things have it, changed with visas and in passports. It used oh, to be, of course. I mean, you it know, it used to be that you, yeah. Excuse me, uh, that people would try. I got the hiccups <laughs> to get that blue blue passport. That's an American passport. Because most countries didn't require a visa from American passport hoarders. they just let us in. That has changed dramatically since um, September 11th, and then COVID on top of it. COVID really changed it dramatically. Excuse oh, me. Oh yeah, I, I I
0: did a lot of I did a lot of traveling, uh, you know, 20 years ago, and uh, I can tell you that every foreign country, and it was right after 9/11. Every foreign country I've ever been into has required me to have a visa attached to my passport. Not attached to it, but like folded and like in my passport. And let me tell you what, you know, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what kind of checks and balances they have in, in the immigration and customs systems in other countries today. But 20 years ago, don't lose your fucking visa. No. Like, whoo.
1: Well, now, with don't vi- know. I can tell you now that visas now, at least, okay, so my passport, I have one. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I believe it's still active. I still have one active visa in my passport, uh, and that's from China. I can come and go from China as much as I want, long as I don't stay longer than 30 days. <laughs> uh, but there is a. I actually had to send my passport to the embassy, and then it came back. They have a sticker that goes on a pa- one of our pages so you open up my passport there's a page that is just a Chinese visa it looks like it was supposed to be there you know because it just it fits right into the passport uh, so there's no like individual papers that could fall out anymore it actually is they, they make it part of the the passport now that, that, now that might just be China there might be other countries that give you a piece of paper and wish you luck but I, I have a feeling that you know it, it, they've run into that problem enough they've probably gone to a standardized form of keeping stuff together What else you got? <laughs> you there, Buck? You okay, buddy? Oh no, I think we lost Buck. I don't know what could have happened. What happened to Buck? He's he's not talking at all. So he's either very angry or he's having internet problems. I'm not sure which. Nope, he's not saying a word. I can see his mouth moving, so he's probably having internet or hardware problems of some kind. Or he's just screwing with me i'm not sure which
0: i'm having internet problems ah, no I'm, I'm having internet problems
1: gotcha all right buck before you before you fall off into the uh the, the ether uh do you want to go move on to our next story yeah oh, it, apparently not okay so i guess we're gonna lose buck i i mean i
0: no 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 i are, am i here am i here yes Hello? you're here
1: you're fine i can still see you just fine I can hear you just fine.
0: Okay. Well, you're like, well, I keep on going. Uh, it's internet problems. Internet problems. And I'm, and you're like, well, you know, apparently, uh, I'm like,
1: okay. <laughs> All right. Well, move on. And if I stop hearing you, I'll let you know. Yes, please.
0: All right. We have from relationship advice. <laughs> Woo. User throwaway. Love help. My wife, thirty-three, female, is denying we're married and wants to be called my girlfriend. I'm
1: confused. As you should be. My wife, <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. And this isn't the one. I, this isn't the one I wanted for the ending, but <laughs> I want to hear this one. Go ahead. I know
0: it's not. Uh, yeah, the one I got for the ending is just I. Ugh. Okay, so. My wife, 33, female, and I, 29, male, have been married for four years now, coming on five. We have a generally we have generally had a good relationship and a good marriage. We had a reasonably expensive wedding, which means we're still paying for it now. I get the bill every month to prove it. My wife took charge of planning the wedding, so it was to her tastes. She she seemed to enjoy it at the time, and for the few first few years of our marriage she would look back at the wedding with me happily and without issues. In most recent months, I've noticed my wife's attitude to A, our wedding, and B, our marriage itself shift. It began by her, I thought jokingly, referring to herself as my girlfriend. She told me to buy her a girlfriend card for Valentine's Day rather than a wife one, for example. I thought she was just playing around at first but this behavior has only escalated. Two months ago, my wife stopped wearing her wedding ring. I was understandably upset and asked her if there was something wrong. She told me everything was fine and she just doesn't like the sensation of jewelry on her hands. My wife has never liked rings and jewelry, so this could be the case. But when we are with friends, my wife will get upset if I talk about her as my wife rather than just a girlfriend. She will go as far as interrupt me if I'm talking, telling a story to correct me on our relationship. Initially, this was something our friends laughed at, but now everybody just finds it understandably awkward. One of our friends was talking about their own wedding, which is scheduled for early next year. They asked for advice from my wife about how she planned ours, and my wife my wife responded with, what wedding? When our friend continued talking about the table decorations my wife had used, my, uh, the table de- decorations my wife had used, my wife visibly teared up in front of the whole group and had to step outside. Later that evening, I asked her directly if she has a problem with our relationship or if I'm doing something wrong in our marriage. She assured me that everything's fine between us. From my perspective, outside... Of this near future. Our sex. uh, Excuse me. Our relationship is as strong as ever. We are considering kids. In the near future. Our sex life is great. And my wife recently suggested. We get matching tattoos as a renewal of our love. Is there any advice anyone can offer. On why my wife might be acting like this. And what I should do. So. I mean. All the comments are asking for more information. So, you know, like any update, any update, any update is what I'm getting. Uh Loner Stoner Lady 420 <laughs> uh says if you have children, what's to say she won't pull the same with them. What kids? I'm not a mother. Uh Erica Marie 95 asks, did you ask her why she says that? What's her reasoning? And then a whole, whole bunch of other requests for update here. So uh, she's now what, what's,
1: what's... <laughs> she's knocking futs, dude. Um, so I, 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 I'm kind of wondering if there's a religious aspect here. That's the first thing that pops into my mind. Um, like I, I literally know somebody who is been divorced legally for like 40 years. But still says they're married because they are Catholic. Uh, so there, there could be an issue where she, there's a religion. You know, she's part of a religious or was growing up or something of that nature, where there, the the it wasn't properly done in the eyes of whatever tenets she has, or she wishes she hadn't gotten married, and she feels like she's this is her uh, her way to cope with that. It sounds like there's some mental health issues going on. It really does.
0: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, the first thing I would do is check my uh, Netflix history and see what the hell she's been watching on TV. True. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: no, no, you're right. Like you're I'm right. Gonna,
0: like, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be like an asshole or whatever. Whatever. I really believe that you're right. There might be like some depression or mental health thing, and maybe she saw something on TV and she's like, oh, I want that life. Let me just try it on, see if I can make it fit. I'm going to have my husband call me his girlfriend and try to really, you know, some some people are just weird like that. I, I've got no experience. Nothing like this has ever happened to me. So I'm kind of just kind of like grabbing at straws for an explanation. Here.
1: I've seen it the other way around, where the girlfriend refers to herself as the wife. But I've never, that's what I'm saying I've never never seen it this way that's that's really bizarre
0: and they're already five years in almost and there's like on the exterior from what he says there doesn't seem to be any other real problems he's trying to communicate he's trying to be like is there something wrong is it me is it whatever whatever and you know the, he could just be crying crocodile tears and he's just a piece of shit and his wife's just like you know Call me your fucking girlfriend if you're gonna treat me like that. I'm not gonna be your wife. <sighs> you know that could be, that could very well be the case too. You know, the, every story has three sides to it. You know, we're only getting side A, right?
1: And and that's a you lot. Know? Of, that's a lot of stuff. I think like, any kind of like Reddit in general, you're only ever hearing one version of events. So you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt and read into them a little bit more and try to look at it from a psychological aspect. But in this particular instance, I am just. Flummoxed as to what this thought process could possibly be.
0: I mean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make this comment, bit predicated on the fact that everything that I am reading is true, because I have no other no other you know basis here. And I feel terrible for your wife. I hope uh, I hope that things straighten themselves out, and that you know one way or another she can get the help that she needs you know, hopefully hopefully things work out and there's not another underlying problem here. I mean, like, you know, who knows? This could be, like, the the prelude to a freaking aneurysm. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, no, I, and again, you know, it sounds like I'm being, like, cruel or, you know, trying to make jokes or something like that, but no, I'm... Like, there's a disturbance in the force here, buddy. Like, you gotta... You know, I, I don't blame you for getting on the internet. But on the same token... There are three sides to every story. There's side A, there's side B, and then there's the fucking truth. So, without side B, you know, we'll ride on side A, and I wish the best for you and your wife, man. I mean, go forth and do great things. You know, I just... I hope it doesn't get too, too bad. Right. Just keep an eye on things and be wary
1: all right what else you got
0: oh buddy so we're gonna wrap up this uh, you know comedy monkey go round from one more from relationship advice from user far reference three my 22 female fiance uh, I'm a 22 I'm 22 female my fiance 25 male wants his father to check my hymen tomorrow night before I get married. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> my fiance wants his father to check my hymen tomorrow night before I get married.
1: You know, when you, when you throughout the week, you send me these stories in a group chat, uh, just so I have them. I never read them. I, I, I look at the headlines just to see what they are. And... I read this one out, and Sadar's first comment was, "Well, I guess you're not getting married tomorrow." <laughs> this was a posted a couple of days ago, so I cannot wait for the comments to get an update. So please, please continue. Oh man, Con- c- continue.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. So far, reference three reports. Whew. My fiance proposed to me about eight months ago. We decided on having a relatively small wedding, which is in two days. Everything was going great. He seems absolutely perfect, and we are very much in love. I am a virgin, and so is he. We wanted to save it for marriage, and I wasn't fussed, so I agreed to saving it. He has told me earlier that in his family, the father checks the virginity of the bride the night before the wedding. (laughs) I laughed this off, As seriously as it seriously sounds like a massive joke. No, turns out he was dead serious. He wants me the night before to open my legs up in a small ceremony type thing so his dad can check me while I uh, check me. While him and his brothers and uncle can watch so that they know I'm still pure. (laughs) I told him. Oh my God. Go on. (laughs) Hold on, wait. So like this is this is like legit happening. (laughs) I thought this only happened in like fucked up movies and shit, and like back in the 20th century. No, there's
1: there's definitely some religion. There's some religions that still do this.
0: Uh, Ooh, I told him Fat Chance, I'm going to do that, and he was uh, Fat Chance, I'm going to do that, and he was begging me to go through with it, and how important it is for him. He said he knew it was slightly embarrassing for me, but his (laughs) mom did. it. And will prove, and it will prove how much I love him, and that I have nothing to hide. Anyway, as I am still, as I am still a virgin, I left, and he was crying. It was very dramatic, to be honest. I want to call off the whole wedding. Do it because of it, <laughs> and never talk to him again. But at the same time, it's only one thing, and other than that, we are genuinely perfect for each other. And I don't want to spend my life with anyone else. And it is very important to him and his family. What the frick frack do I do? I'm currently at my friend's house and I might stay here for the night. Tomorrow would be our last day as an unmarried couple and I am straight up panicking. Eject,
1: eject, eject. (laughs) Eject now. Pull the ripcord, baby. Get out. Run.
0: (laughs) Jay Courageous. Don't do it. Break up and run far away. Plus, you probably don't have hymens intact. Stretching, sports, general life activities. It's statistically likely it's long gone. The Adventurist, OP. Run the hell away from this family and wherever you live this is considered uh, unacceptable. Run away from this family and where you live if this is considered acceptable behavior.
1: Yeah. So here's my question for OP. Okay, you do it. You do it. You let him stick his fingers up your hoo-ha and go, hmm. That seems like good quality pussy. And you get married. What happens when you have a daughter? Is she expected to do that? Fuck that noise. Get the fuck out. Run, bitch, run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... Now, you know...
1: Run bitch, run.
0: I can't I can't There are religions and and cultures and stuff like that where this stuff is acceptable and and perfectly, you know, like status quo in the in in like the routine. And that's fine by them
1: it's not fine it's if not i don't i don't consider every, no, no no no
0: i don't i'm not saying fine is in like it's okay i mean like fine by them like okay you're fine with it but it's not okay like it, it, it's a line like whether or not you're okay with it, it, it there's a line that's being crossed there and if you're gonna like Look at someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I'm not saying that you shouldn't postulate these questions. You know, you're going to get married to this person. You're going to be with them for the rest of your life. This is not going to be the first fucked up thing that happens. It's not going to be the last if you end up staying together. So I'm not going to fault the guy for bringing this family tradition into the field of play. But the second that he sees you're visibly uncomfortable with it, you know, uh, like...
1: It would mean a lot to my you, family. Fuck your family.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, once you get married, your 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 priorities and family loyalty let me, kind of let me, shift.
1: Let me guess. Next, the family... It's going to be important to the family that... Dad takes a piece of broken glass and cuts your goddamn clit off. How's that? Hmm? Mhm. Me I a mean like fucking break.
0: You know, I'm not I'm not going to fault the guy for, you know, trying to incorporate his own culture and beliefs and everything into his relationship, but consent is a thing, man. Right. And
1: <laughs> like I can. Obviously, you're you're of two different mindsets, and, uh, and, and by him asking you to do this, if you're not like, oh yeah, I get that, I understand totally, then you are not compatible. Okay, this is one aspect. Yeah. I mean, like, you were just it. This, this this no, get the fuck out, run, bitch, run. Does she ever reply back? Like,
0: no, I've got no. There's no updates on this, and all I know is that you know. I kind of I like your response to that, man. Like, okay, if you're in it and you're, you know, you get, this gets brought into the field of play and you're either on board with it and you're like, yeah, no problem. But the second you're not, it's, you gotta go. Like, oh, well, this is the only thing and everything else is perfect. Well, it sounds like this is a really big fucking thing to you. And, you know, this isn't like, leaving the toilet seat up you know what i mean well Buck, this isn't what
1: yeah but this this can stem into like other radical issues buck first off um how the hell did you find this this is three years old (laughs) but um so normally when people do an update they just do uh, a reply to their own thread this person actually did not they actually did their own They did an update, but on a separate post. So update on the, my fiance wants his father to check my hymen tomorrow night before I get married. First of all, thank you so much for all your replies. I didn't think this would get so big. I have pretty much all of them. uh, I have read pretty much all of them. Special shout out to the person who says that there was a, this was fake solely on the fact that I write like a man, whatever that means. (laughs) Also, thanks for the gold and silver. Appreciate it. Although I want to spend money and give it to a charity. If you want to spend money, give it to a charity or something. I went and talked to him this morning and told him his father is not going to look at me and he needs to respect that. He was adamant that it needs to happen and accused me of lying about my virginity. I was trying to be calm and rational, but he was not having it and just became more and more angry. I told him if he really loved me, he would stand by me and tell his father no, to which he slapped me and said he didn't need to prove anything. So I ended it with him. I am currently back at my friend's house, being miserable and eating pizza, which is pretty fun. So yep, thanks everyone.
0: No fucking shit, good fucking riddance. And God. you know what? I'll tell you how I found this: is that when I went onto the subreddit, it just came, like all these, all the one. I don't know what the fuck happened to my Reddit. Like I got all these old ass fucking stories. So. You know, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, wow, I posted this shit four fucking years ago and they're finally reading it, remember, this is your one stop station for online vindication. It might take a while, but we'll get you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, it, it might take a while. I mean, you know, but Raz and Buck are looking, man. We 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 got this. <laughs> we'll get your story out there. You know, and once we get a little bit more production value, and maybe a listener audience, we can uh we can start editing these in and uh and you know make them higher quality and you know actually start putting you know a little bit more elbow grease into this. Wow, so you're, you're a dick, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not a dick, I'm just being fucking honest. Then you do it. You know. No. I don't want to volunteer you for it. You just because did this is a putt. No, I did. You're absolutely right, I did. If we start getting fucking followers and you don't do the work, buddy, I'll tell you what, we're going to have a serious conversation, followed with a lot of shameless begging and a fuck ton of pleases. You hear me?
1: Wrap it up, Buck. I got to (laughs) go.
0: Well, folks, I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to us for another episode of the of Reddit. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, and share this episode to anybody that you may feel you know, gets enjoyment out of this content. And you can listen to us on any of your social, or excuse me, anywhere you're listening to this podcast right now. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social liability podcast that we're going to get ready to record here shortly where we look at people who refuse to adhere to the social contract we all agree to live by thanks again episode six is coming to a close i am your host the buck with my co-host the rasgrees wishing you a wonderful safe and happy week
1: yeah you have a wonderful safe and happy week